Hello and welcome to Women's Wellness with Loose Inspiration Podcast. I am your host, Lucy Caccino. Ladies, this is your safe space where we discuss everything women's wellness. Let's dive in and start to peel back the layers. Today's guest is truly an inspiration to me and a gift to the world. Let's get excited to be educated by Dr. Terza Silva Lima Neves, a wife, a mom, scholar, and award-winning professor African feminist and advocate for women and girls. Tessa is an associate professor of science and chair of the Department of School and Behavioral Sciences at Johnson Smith University. Welcome. How are you today? Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm really excited to have you on because there is a topic that I've been wanting to discuss for a very long time. And I thought, wow, what a perfect person in you to um, <laughs> to kind of educate us more on this. Um, you know, the, the whole premises of this podcast is to focus on the different layers of women's wellness, mm-hmm. women of color, right? So, and this is a really um, big one for me because I've noticed it in, in my own personal journey and the impact um, on colonialism and, you know, Cabo Verdianas and our socializations, right? So I do want to just dive into the first question. Now, how has this impacted us women? Um. So again, thank you so much for having me and um, also shout out to all your listeners. This is very exciting. So I'm glad that you have your podcast and providing this uh, very important and timely platform to discuss all issues that have affected us historically. And um, and those. so for those of us who think that, oh, well, that happened in the past and that stays in the past. No, we know that similar to... Um, slavery in the United States and other um, colonial um, encounters throughout Mm -hmm. the world. We know that they continue to impact societies and communities today, particularly women. Um, It's important Mm -hmm. that I note that I see myself as a, um, not only as a Criolla, Capverdiana, but as a Black Mm -hmm. woman. So, um, and I definitely do not use those terms interchangeably, woman of color and um, a black woman. I think the experiences mm-hmm. are different. And so it's important that mm-hmm. I say that first. Um, I think for yeah, Creolish, thank you for that. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I think for Creolish and, um, oh, and also I would like to say that um, I'm not going to touch on the identity question of Cape Verdeans right now, of Creolish and Creolish. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for mm-hmm. a whole other conversation Um, Mm -hmm, but I do mm -hmm. want to say that identity is 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 a personal decision it's a political decision and it's also a spiritual decision so we Mm. can you know that's you know if we have time at the end we can delve into that but um if not I do want to dive into the (laughs) spiritual aspect of it now you just hit the key word for me there so we can save that for the uh and that would be really uh, amazing to discuss absolutely sure. thank you yeah absolutely and so it um because I, i've seen many of those discussions happening on twitter on social media twitter in particular mm-hmm. and other platforms so i think that um identity is a is definitely a touchy subject um i think for the you know so i can speak to the um experience of the the, the colonial 
experience mm-hmm. of, of, of Cabo Verde, right? And mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's so much, there's so much, but that we can look at um, in terms of the impact that colonial occupation had on, on all of our community, but particularly the women. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can talk about um, the legacy of self-hate, right? So when we look at ourselves in the mirror, um, and not just who we see in the mirror, just personally, individually, but we we can talk about how we see, we may think about um, a Criolla who is darker skin versus a Criolla who is lighter skin. So the issues of um, colorism, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. Whether we're all black or Creole, um, but those of us who happen to be darker hue and with curlier hair, right? 4C versus, you know, the, the finer hair and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. And also the legacy of this identity question that I think, you know, are, are Cape Verdeans um, African or are they European or are they both? And that conversation has been so divisive in our community. And it definitely, it takes, it's situational. And by that, I mean that it takes different forms, whether you live in the United States or you live in Europe Mm -hmm. or elsewhere. Um, So you see it more prevalent in the United States because of the racialized history of the United States. Um, Exactly. So we kind of almost simulate into that kind of world or that belief. Yeah. Yeah. We buy into that, uh, into that Mm -hmm. conversation. And um, because in the United States, I think folks want to put you into a box, right? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's very important for you to be put into a racial or, eth- or an ethnic box. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's really important that we understand, um, you know, who we are. Um, right. And it's really that box is just so the other person feels comfortable, I think. Yeah, I think it's, so, it's too. Not I for, truly do believe that. It's not, for, no. it's not for us to feel comfortable. It's for others. <laughs> yeah it's like how do I proceed with you because I, that's the the question that I that always comes to mind when when people ask me where I'm from or like you know or just simply checking that box is like yeah. how do I now proceed with this uh, relationship or if any you know right it's um so how do I view you now like where, where do I yeah category do I want to put you in and so normally um when someone asks me that question, mm-hmm, I, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I say, you know, because they, they want to go in. And I, so I say, you know, I'm West African. And clearly you can see in that person's face that they're not. And this doesn't happen with everyone. Right. So they, mm-hmm. you know, for those who may have like that stereotypical idea that Africans are dark skin and all of that. And I don't if I don't fit that mold of what an African looks like for them. Mm-hmm. they have other mm-hmm. questions oh really so you know they might ask some you know a follow-up question and my follow-up my follow-up question for them is always what is it that you want to know about me <laughs> what right what like is, bringing what, what it back to that yeah exactly because clearly there's something you want to know but so I say what is it that you want to ask let's get to it <laughs> yeah um, I mean yeah yeah so What's it's the intrigue here because obviously there is yeah, like what is it that you like? What is it that you really want to know? Right. So you and you, but you keep you keep dancing around it. So let's just really figure out what is it that you want to know. Um, I love that. 
but I think um, going back to your original question about the impact of, of 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 colonialism, we look at you know the impact, and I'm, I'll call it legacy, right? So mm-hmm. I touched mm-hmm. on self hate and colorism, and um, the lack of acceptance of the diversity of body types, right? I, oh wow, um, yeah. So that's I think that's a that's a legacy, and um, mm-hmm. I did a talk for the Institute of Caribbean Studies at Bridgewater a few years ago. And mm-hmm. I entitled it um, Beyond Kurpin Sereya. Kurpin Sereya means a mermaid's body. Um, mm. And so mm-hmm. in, in, in Creole, and particularly in my island of San Vicente, you know, when, when someone tells you, you know, oh, but then Kurpin Sereya, you have a you know, mermaid's body, that's supposed to be a compliment. So like, right, the curves in all the right places. Right. Exactly. And I called it, you know, you know, beyond Kurpin Serena, it's Sereya because I'm like, let's beyond our physical attributes, let's really talk about the the existing narratives on, on Cape Verdean women. Um, yeah. So the and the, the constant need, again, the legacy of Portuguese colonialism, the constant need for validation by men of what we look like. And, you know, in addition to all the gender roles and the acceptance of polygamous relationships, whether formal or informal, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So the acceptance of men having multiple relationships with multiple women, with multiple children and all these families. And, um, and of course, the big trauma that comes out of that oftentimes is, you know, the, the abuse, the, the, the incest and all the taboos, um, but the things that are so prevalent in our community that mm-hmm. needs to be talked about, right? And that definitely, I'm, I'm assuming, plays into your self-esteem and your self-worth, right? Well, yeah. So with, with the whole notion of self-hate, colorism, and body types, yeah. that's, that's, uh-huh. that's without saying those words that you just said, that's pretty much where I was, you know, getting yeah. to. And then again, mm-hmm. um, and if we look at more, uh, some other issues here, then we look at... Um, the extreme poverty, the way that the, the Portuguese colonial experience happened and, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. how it led to, to immigration because so then we go back to, the, to anywhere between the 20s and the 40s where there was extreme drought and famine in Cape Verde mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. which led to like mass immigration and, and half of the population being wiped out and so when you look at the immigration part of it, some men men left and they left behind Mm -hmm. their women and their children right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. the breaking apart of families absolutely and then in other waves of immigration the women left and left their mothers and their grandmothers to raise these children so these children were raised without their moms and so leaving behind these voids right these emotional yeah. connections with their moms and move to places like Italy and the United States. And so these are some of the legacies, right? Abandonment. These are some of the yeah. issues that we're, we're talking about, right? Um, mm-hmm. Abandonment, confidence. Huge one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So immigration is, is, you know, it has so many different, it impacts us in so many ways. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. Cause it, it, it's literally a, no, nobody like so it wasn't like slavery like you weren't uprooted it was voluntary right. immigration but there's also push and pull factors right so if you're facing extreme poverty 
and you're a parent, yeah. especially if you're a mom, you're going to want to go where you want, where you need to go to make sure your kid has food on the table, right? Absolutely. Because then you're not really doing anything for them, right? Right. And so, so it's a, it's, I could see it's, it's a struggle either way. And, um, and, and, it, it, and it's so sad because when you're a child, you're not thinking about it that way. You're seeing it that your mom left you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you're yeah, you, seeing it, and that needs to yeah. be validated. So that those conversations need to take place, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, so all of that mm-hmm. is trauma and it's legacy, and and oh, and it's also really important for me to note that sometimes in our community we love to say that, um, oh, you know, like child abuse or men thinking that, um, or oh, patriarchy, of course, is one of the the hugest yeah, impacts, huge right? We keep thinking, yeah. well, you know, our men, Cape Verde men are this and, and child abuse and all of that. And it's part of our culture. And I and I have to refute that. That is not part of our culture. That has no. bec- it's become normalized. Right. But because it's not somebody's it's, not saying anything. Right. It's it's become a normalized behavior because no one right. set boundaries. And definitely it's a legacy of the colonial experience. Um mm. but it's not a part of Cape Verdean culture. Cape Verdean culture no. is not that. It's behavior that needs to be um, that needs to be checked. And so yeah. I don't believe that and I don't buy the notion that patriarchy, patriarchy is a colonial construct. It's a gender, you know, so it's not a Cape Verdean thing. Child no. abuse is not a Cape Verdean thing and uh, domestic violence is not a Cape Verdean thing. It's not part no. of our culture, but the behavior has been normalized. That You know what I'm saying? And no, so, I get that. Yeah, because, you know, everybody chooses to turn the other way. Like, you know, we can't shame the family or we can't embarrass the family. So we're just going to pretend that it's not happening. Yes. And this is why these conversations are so crucial, because there are things happening and they need to be addressed. And how do we how do we fix this? My whole thing is that, OK, we have we have these issues here on the table. Yeah. What are we going to do to, to fix these things, you know? Right. Um, um, well, there's good news and, and, and not so good news, right? Um, yeah. And there's not an easy fix, right? No. It, it, takes, no. It, it takes generations of courageous people like you and, my, like you and I, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Who, who've become intentional parents, Absolutely. Intentional mothers and sisters and cousins. Absolutely. um, And intentional about our own personal healing, right? Seriously. Seriously. That's where it needs to start, sis. Like, it, the reason, like, because we've decided to to make these moves, then we become Mm -hmm. intentional moms and sisters and and daughters. And because we have to do it ourselves, like, we have to really sit with ourselves and be able to, to look inward. Um, so the mm-hmm, healing is mm-hmm. possible. The fixing is possible. It takes generations. It takes um, really tough conversations, right? They're not easy. Mm-hmm, Communication mm-hmm. No. is key. Um, I was it just is. having this short discussion with somebody where like this whole notion of like, you know, no, K-Virgin folks, we love to tell, we love to force our kids to hug folks or to kiss folks like, you know, as a greeting. Yes. And yes. um, I, I don't. So I set them boundaries no. real quick with my kids. Like the most you're getting is a pound if they want to. 
Yeah, and then also we have to trust their in their little intuitions because they're very intuitive, especially at that age, at the, the that the age that they're you That's know it. the younger you are. That's it. Obviously, you know, like trust their intuition. Like when my and I have daughters. Yeah. Girls, Ooh, yes. Know, when they when they tell me, "Mom, I don't feel comfortable around this male person." Guess what? Okay. You're you not don't have to them say around. no more. Absolutely. No, I'm not. And I just trust whatever they're feeling because that's how when we don't trust that, right? That's where we put our children in very compromising situations and we have to really change that. And it's not about being courteous or being rude Mm-mm. or whatever. No. It's about being wise. And, and and listening too. So I'll take it a step further and say not just with men because females also that's right right so that's so for right. both men and women you that's right and and because i um we have no gender we have no gender roles in my household like there's that's right if if i'm if i'm if i'm doing my daughter's nail my son wants to do his nails too he's he's getting his nails done and my husband right yeah it's exactly. so everybody getting their nails done on the spot yeah um, they're getting pampered together getting, where everybody's getting pampered so uh-huh. we we also we we teach them that you know there's there's bad humans <laughs> yeah but yeah we, no that's that's the truth right, right. Uh, because if you look at statistics that's how the statistics will tell you that you know mostly you know men are the sexual predators but there's also that number that you know women are, yeah. can also but also um these children are humans and they're very yeah. intuitive, as you said, and mm-hmm. they need to trust themselves. And if we, if we start doubting them. Yeah. Then they start doubting, doubting themselves. themselves. Bam. And so, so I don't, I, I, my daughter says, you know, I feel, I want them to feel from an early age. We are like, how do you feel? Why do you, why do you think you feel this way? We ask yeah. a lot of questions. We make no assumptions. And, but we ask a lot of questions in my household and, and we treat them like they need to be heard, not just seen. And, you know, a lot of Absolutely. in our black communities throughout the world, you know, the diaspora, we, we say children need to be seen and not heard. And you and I and, and folks who think like us, we need mm-hmm. to change that. We need to turn the table. Um, yes. So it starts with the household. It, it starts. So I, I say, you know, I call it an all points attack on these uh-huh. behaviors and all uh-huh. points attack i mean policies right that say this is not okay what i mean by this is um you know child abuse um, domestic yeah. violence all these ills that affect people particularly women black mm-hmm. women women of color i i say mm-hmm. that there needs to be you know policies and there needs to be education in the school system um there needs to be intentional parenting right yeah all of that so that's why i call it an all points attack it's not just one area that's going to help um us get to where we need to get because evil will always be there we just got to know how to deal with it right and right and we have to know what's even to be dealt with and i this is why i'm I'm loving that you're really breaking this down because this is where i wanted to get to the part okay we've identified all these traumatic circumstances now how do we turn this around and try to help help ourselves and help our children and help our community and 
so this part is really really important to me absolutely and and yeah and so some and it's never too late you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. it's never too late um to to teach our not to teach i don't want to you know to 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 share and have and have people um you know i think about the conversations i have with my parents for example and and how they mm-hmm. you know they you know that that old school creole you know we don't really hug it out often and um uh, mm-hmm. we don't really say mm-hmm. i love you that often and now me and my dad no the affection is so scary is, yeah. but now it's like with the grand with the grandchildren and the constant conversations with my dad for example he's like you know i love you all the time now even with my mom they want to it's shifting. it's shifting and we've yeah. got to and and and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know one of the biggest things that happened there was like love like honestly it was yeah. like the love that came yeah. with with our interactions and the uh-huh. honesty that came with our interactions allowed us to be vulnerable and even with my dad a 70 year old yeah. man like uh-huh. you know so uh-huh. so this and an honesty that is often painful but you know we start to learn how to move forward and 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 um just become better yeah and i, I mean not to sound cliche but i will sound <laughs> cliche right now love does conquer all i truly do believe that you know when we begin to operate from a space of love and just open our hearts it it's amazing um that the shift can be created with this energy because that is the only thing that is real you know it's I, I I have to agree. I oh. know it sounds sappy, like you said, like you know it's cheesy, but um, I I just yeah. you know I I notice what it does when I I'm walking. You know, I live in the south, so you know you've never mm-hmm, you never mm-hmm. you never met a stranger in the south. <laughs> yeah, um, every yeah, which is beautiful. And so you know, I smile, especially at children. To be honest with you, yeah. at children. Yeah. Um, this morning we were at a a play place you know a you know, place where all kids so there's like all these camp kids there you know, boys and girls club and you know the ymca and there were so many little black girls and brown girls there and just you know it just mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. that smile like i literally will go out of my way to, to 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 tell um a black girl or you know a brown girl that you know oh wow hi you know you know good afternoon or whatever mm-hmm. or I, um asking if i can comment on their beauty um that's something that i'm intentional mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. i ask because again yeah and you i it's saying i see yes you, you know and i respect your yeah. space i respect your space yeah yeah and you know um mm-hmm. i respect i respect that you know um i i see you i respect who you are in your space so i say can i comment on your hair and you see mm-hmm, the, the mm-hmm. surprise on their face and they're like sure and like i love your braids Oh, I love your fro. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. so that kind of thing. And so it, it's right. Maybe I'm the first person that's respected their space, like their personal space. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. that's where it, it all yeah. starts. Like that's where it all it's it's putting in these little gems, these little lessons that don't have to be let's sit down and talk about it. You know, it's just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because now to that little girl, she's like, Wow, you know, I'm valued and respected. So 
they know what that looks and feels like and it's almost like setting the standard like how do I you know I want to feel that way I want to feel valued and respected absolutely um my feelings that is my feelings matter yeah my feelings uh uh-huh uh-huh and so if 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 we all do those little things and um, I always, of course, teach my children, please do not allow anyone to touch your hair because they both have froze just like me. Yeah. Um, and uh-huh. so I, I always make sure that, you know, please do not allow anyone to touch your hair or, t- or, or just ask them to respect your boundaries. Your body belongs to you. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's my hair, but it's still attached to my head. I'm like, people do people not realize that I wouldn't dare. <laughs> go up to someone and touch their like any part of their right. body that's like who does that not okay it's like 2019 yeah, and people still people, out here touching hair <laughs> people yeah i'm like no that is not okay at all but yeah um, i mean so that these yeah. are the conversations and um that we hope to 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 expand on um at the mm-hmm, Cape Verdean mm-hmm. Women's Conference, you know, like... Um... Yes, and I'm glad you hit that <laughs> because that was going to be the next segue into that. And this is all part of it because it, you know, this is a huge part of it. Yes. Now tell us a little bit more about it. I mean, I got to experience it. Um, you had me as one of the uh, the vendors there um, last... Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah, no, oh, last year. Last year. Not, la- last year. Last it year. Happens, and it, it happens yeah. every every other year, so biannually. Um, and yeah. um, not only are you a vendor, you are a featured or, um, author. Um, so yep, you know, folks was. got a chance to chat with you about your work and, and, and your mm-hmm. contributions to the community and to, to women's lives. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Poderosa, mm-hmm. which means empowered woman, empowered that's right um, international conference on Cabo Verdean women really it's it's mm-hmm. a vision that I had when I was in grad school because I read somewhere that you can't be what you can't see and and I wasn't seeing myself and even though mm. I was I was in graduate school and you know Creole in graduate school finishing my PhD and all that good stuff I didn't I still didn't right. see too many of us and so the wow. vision in academia, I didn't see too many of us creology in academia and all of that. And so I had a vision that, you know, we needed a conference just for us. Yes, there'd been conferences on, there'd been common threads and, and, and conferences, mini conferences or mini workshops on um, Cape Verdeans, but not like a conference just for women. Um, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. not That's not, right. not the, the conference for women, but about our women, right? To discuss yeah more focused I felt like it was really focused on women's Mm -hmm. issues Mm -hmm. and um and I I really appreciated seeing the men there too supporting us in that capacity that was so beautiful because it gave them an opportunity to understand and that's what we need we need to understand each other and and so I I love how you you all do that absolutely um uh-huh. Uh, and that's why I corrected myself that the conference is not for women. It's about Cape Verdean women, but it's for the entire community. Those, you know, it's, exactly. it's for our men. It's for our allies. It's for the general mm-hmm. population. It's for the teachers that work with Creolish. It's for the professors mm-hmm. that work with Creolish. It's for the community advocates and activists that work with Creolish. It's for the professionals, the, the entire, any community, American, global, you know, we had people come from Europe. We had people, we had about 300 
people show up to that conference both times um, there because they either had a mother, sister, cousin, whatever, or they themselves were Creolish, or uh-huh. they wanted to learn more about, you know, the community. And I'm so excited for 2020 because we're taking it up a notch. It keeps getting better. And this, yeah, I could imagine. I, I do hope that I'm there this, that, that for the next one. I do one. hope so. I hope you make it's, your plans. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, definitely. It's, we have so many different things in store. It, it's going to look different. The panels are, you know, it's, it's a conference, so, but it's not, it's, it's not, it's not heavy. It's not academic. It's, it includes, mm-hmm. it, it includes scholarship and the community. Right. Exactly. So everyone gets what they want. But the vision was mm-hmm. to create a platform where yeah. Cape Verdean women would be front and center in our challenges, right? The unique mm-hmm. set of challenges mm-hmm. that we face. But that yeah. this would translate into policy, into laws, into intentional uh, programs that would benefit us, right? Um, so Cape yeah. Verdean women, Cape Verdean um, young girls, you know, young women, and we also, um, yeah, we encourage at least uh, up to middle school to high school students to come and discuss issues, yep. challenges that are unique to us, right? And 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 leave there with some inspiration and 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 some uh, feedback on how to move forward. Absolutely, and this is March twenty twenty. Yes, March seventh. So, but it also happens mm-hmm. every um, first Saturday of March every okay. other year so yeah uh, March 7th 2020 at Providence College and um, folks can get more information on poderazaconference.com um, mm-hmm. we'll probably mm-hmm. have a lot more information up at the end of the summer awesome now um, where else can we find you and and follow your your movement so poderaza is is in all platforms so we're on um, um, website again, poderazaconference.com, um, Twitter, Instagram, poderazaconference, uh, on Facebook as well. And I am on Instagram, Criala Mommy Scholar, Criala with a K. So Criala Mommy Scholar. Uh, I also have my own website, tearsthelimanevs.com. Mm-hmm. So if folks want to keep up with um, the different, my research activities, my community work, um, the ways that I support Kriolish and other women and girls, they can go to my website. I try to keep it updated as much as I can. But they can also follow me daily um, on, on Twitter. On right? Twitter. Um, yeah, on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, Kriola Mommy Scholar. Um, yeah, so um, I try to have fun, but also be, you know, educate folks a little bit and get educated too. Because no, I love it. <laughs> I love, I love how you intertwine the book. Like I love following you. It, it is so fun, and I get so much out of it because I'm educated in the process of it. So it's a great balance, and I appreciate you for that. Now I know we're running out of time, but I do want to go back to what we uh, talked a little bit about in the beginning about spirituality. Sure and how it, you know, and the connection between the colonialism, mm-hmm. if we can, you know, quickly brush up on that before we oh, go. Yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. 
So what is it that you want to know about that? Because I'm still trying to figure well, it out. Because I'm really intrigued. I'm really intrigued that you said that because, because, okay, so I grew up, you know, in a Catholic household, yes, yes. right? Because, you know, most of us, Cape Verdeans, and I'm Cape Verdean as well as you are, yeah. that, you know, were pretty much born into that religion. Yes. And that, I, th- it's a very patriarchal um religion to begin with right. so a, a lot of the things that we learn our behaviors so I had to literally unteach myself so many things yes in order to really discover who I am and how to be a woman in this world oh, right yes. so yeah and so <laughs> okay so I, I'm I'm I, I I was on Twitter since we we're talking about that and I said because I was watching the the uh, young Cre- young Creole Twitter calls me the o- one of the OGs, so I guess I'm older. Um, I'm like, I don't know how to feel about <laughs> that. Awesome. Right? No, I don't know. I, <laughs> I know. I'll take that as a compliment, yeah. I was like, maybe. yeah, maybe with a question mark. And so I wrote that, you know, because I saw I saw them having this lively discussion about identity, right? The Creole identity: Are we African? Are we black? Blah blah blah. And I always feel that uh-huh. you know, my thing was identity is such a personal decision like you make a decision to be who you are yeah. you know and, and it's a political yeah. one too right and so for me mm. you know I call myself you know uh Criola first because you know that's Criola with a k that's a note that's uh-huh. an o to the the Criola with a k because it's 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 um it's respecting the Creole language right so um but before I used to spell Criola with a c so I, okay. I have to be flexible in the way that my identity develops. So that's why I call it, you mm. know, a, a personal decision because I've be, I've also grown in the way that I define myself. So I think that as Creoles, and I would say even as Creoles in general, even as people, women, we need to be flexible in the way that we define Absolutely. ourselves and the way we grow in that, right? So my feminism has yeah. has has grown has developed and progressed so i stay flexible and so 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 criolla the spelling of criolla has changed right even uh-huh, amina uh-huh. amina fernandes pilgrim the co-founder of poderosa we we even changed the spelling of poderosa to oh. reflect the 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 creole spelling of poderosa so poderosa from we mo- we moved it from an s to a z it was a subtle change but it was a political change. Very subtle because yes. I always saw this. Movie. Yes. So it must have always, it must have been really it, subtle. It was, awesome. but it was a political decision for us. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the, the uh, mm-hmm, just like mm-hmm. the decision to switch um, K, you know, C to K in, in, in my spelling of Creole, mommy scholar, it was a political decision that was in respect yeah. to a Creole language, right? So th- that's what mm-hmm. I mean that it's a political decision. And Exactly. My decision to, when I interview humans, when I interview scholars um, for my for my work in, uh, in my Cape Verdean scholars, I interview them in, 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 in Creole, not in Portuguese. So that's a political decision. Right. And yeah. so a personal decision, you know, um, to be un- unapologetically a mom, like I show up, like the way I show up on Twitter, that's a personal decision that as a black woman, as an African woman, as a Creole, 
I define who I am. And I'm not just a mom. I'm not just a professor. I'm not just a wife. I'm all of them. All of them make me right. All of them make me a badass. Who you yes. are. So yeah, absolutely. Some some women decide to be just one thing on Twitter. Like that's what they do. It's about their brand, their business. But my brand and right. my business is all of those things. I love that. And I love that because I so I got this advice a long time ago that when you show up online, you have to be clear about separating your personal from your business. Yeah. And I don't agree with that because I show up online you know, I'm giving you a piece of my personal life. I want you to know who I am. But that is your business. Your personal is your that business. That is my business. You know, That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. like Lu- Lucy so, Coutinho, th- that, that, that person. That is my yes. brand. That's, that's who I right. am. And you know what? And I think that you and I do that so well is that we're showing up as who we are. I'm not turning off Lucy for you know to be this other persona online and you're not doing that either and i think that's where we form real genuine connections it's exhausting and we're able to impact (laughs) it is exhausting oh my god let's not even go there because it's like i can't even manage my household like let alone trying to be all these different things you know no, no it, it's just too exhausting no. to show up in different forms and it um, is. and and I do it on campus and 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 I, I've never that's why it's important for me to you know my my subject line on my Twitter it says unapologetically all of these things because yeah you're forewarned yeah like I'm not I'm not I'm not apologizing for it like this is this is no. what you're gonna get no. if you don't like it you don't have to yeah. be in this space um no, that's 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 very accurate. But this is who yeah, Terza is, and this is this is how I'm showing up. Um, and 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 just to show, <laughs> it's really funny. But you know, yeah. just in the middle of this interview, this conversation you and I are having, my children have a coming up the stairs, and I've had to like make sure that they. <laughs> I'm like, please don't mess up this 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 talk for me. Please don't mess this up. But I've had to mitigate. But that's fine if they do. Like, and, and it's funny you said that. I just had an interview yesterday and um, my friend's kids came in hollering. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving this yes. in the interview because you're a mom. That's it. And this is a real part of what it is. And we're not here trying to pretend and be perfect. That's right. So guess what? It's staying in the right. interview because it is part of. That's who we are. We show up you know, authentically no ourselves. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. You know, there's no. That's the authentic authenticity that we're missing. And um, yeah. But but I, I oh have to say goodness. we're missing. But I do see a lot of us showing up in that way, and it's refreshing. Um, it is refreshing because you know what? It makes you breathe. Like seeing you be honest and transparent yeah. says, you know what. You give me permission to do the same. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Thank you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You and know, you raise such a good point about this whole thing about permission. We have to, we have to forgive ourselves, and we have to give ourselves permission yeah. to just fail sometimes and start new the next day. And exactly. sometimes, just this—that's yeah. what I have to do in the mirror. Like, if I don't show up, you know, one day as the best mom that I know I could have been, I, I look myself in the mirror, in the mirror and I say, you know what, Teresa, um, forgive yourself for today and do better tomorrow. Yeah. And that's the best I could do yeah, at, at this, this moment. moment. Like, 
Yeah. And it's absolutely okay. It's okay. And your children, the the kids are going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And the mere fact that we recognize it, that that puts us ahead of the game. The fact that, you know. Because we can breathe easy. We can move easy. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're then now able to serve others and do what we're we're here to do that's just that's it with no pressure of this being perfect and always having to like be okay all the time because that's really not realistic um, and if i couldn't go if i can go back a little bit um you know one, mm-hmm. one last thought in terms of yeah of of triage and i don't know if it's one last thought but it just it's it I just feel like it's important for me to say that yeah one of the things of that it's important for us to do and it's important that uh Amina and I um incorporated into the message of of Poderaza is um when we think about this um notion of criolage right and curpin sere mm-hmm. you know the the mermaid's body and um always if you look at the narratives of the existing narrative of 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 the criolla and uh it's it's mostly relegated to her physical attribute right how beautiful exactly. how physically you know beautiful she is and and you know as as a feminist it's it, it's I, I celebrate that i think that's amazing i think that you know the criolla is a beautiful woman physically but i think that mm-hmm. it's it's time mm-hmm. It's time that we look at the beauty of the Criolla in terms of her mind as well. I yeah, think that as well, it's yeah. important to diversify the narrative and the image of the Criolla. And I think that our own community, as well as others, have been guilty of selling the idea, of selling the narrative of the Criolla solely on the basis of our appearance. Um, Absolutely. And, and it's, it's time that we diversify who the Criolla is. She's not just a mother. She's not just a, a pretty face and, and a body. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. all those things and more. She's, she's a, a, an, ad, a, an advocate. She is a, a women's wellness uh, coach and, and, and influencer and advocate. Um, yep. Everything that mm-hmm. women allow themselves to be. Um, she's yeah. not just exactly. You know, again, it's it's important that we're clear that I'm not shaming or I'm not digging to the woman that takes pride in how she looks. And but we must be really intentional in understanding that our existence does, is not predicated on being accepted by other women and other men and mm-hmm. or other men and and or men, right? Or, so yeah, our existence exactly. is, is who we we want ourselves to be exactly. and, and not just what is accepted by society. No, we define that for ourselves exactly. and we introduce that to the world or we introduce that to to others. And I'm really glad you said that and, and made sure that was a part of this interview because that's a really huge key point Absolutely. here. Um, so I thank you for that. Now, um, I would love to keep this conversation going and I could, I (laughs) I could, you know, but I'm not going to let you go that Ah. easy. I do um, need to dive deeper. I I like to end my uh, interviews with three last questions. 
So, oh my goodness. One being, <laughs> I know, it always gets them every okay. time. I okay. Um, so, if you were to write yourself, there's a, a love letter, uh-huh. how would you begin? Um, oh, I actually have, and it started with Dear Tizu, I love you. Oh, Tizu wow. is my nickname. So, um, you know, my nickname from Cap Verde. So if anyone that knows me and calls me Tizu, that means I've known you since I, I was uh-huh. in Cap Verde. So, yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, I, I did write myself a love letter. I love it's, that. It's, you know, I still have it. And it says, um, Dear Tizu, I love you. Wow. Yeah. A letter to your younger self. And it's a great reminder to always reflect back and just, you know, because that is the most important thing that you are okay with yes. you, mm-hmm. you know? So I do love yeah. that. Good. <laughs> um, now, two, what is your personal why? That one thing that keeps you going every single day? Oh, wow. That's a good one. My, <laughs> what keeps me going every day? Um, the need to leave my mark on this on this earth. I, I I don't think that I'm, you know, this. Well, I do think that I'm this amazing woman that needs that. You know, I, I do think that I have a unique contribution to make to the world, just like the rest of us. And I mm-hmm. honestly feel that um, I've made a commitment to uh, myself and the Cape Verdean community, and mm-hmm. to my children. You know, to to leave this world, particularly to my children. Um, to leave this world better than I found it. Absolutely. And you are doing Thank that. Thank you. Just so you Thank know. Thank you. Sis. Absolutely. So lastly, um, what would you like to leave behind uh, when this journey is over? You kind of kind of told us a little <laughs> bit about what you wanted to, but maybe like get more into detail. Like it doesn't have to be anything tangible. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this. Um I heard it somewhere before that every person, in this case, every woman, should leave behind. And this may be a little sexist, so I apologize mm-hmm. in advance. Um, <laughs> every woman should leave behind. Every woman should plant a tree, have a child, and write a book. And mm. I, I have done uh, three out of three. So uh-huh, you know, I, uh-huh. I've, I've planted a tr- I've planted many a trees when I was doing a community service program back in the day. Um, I've I've had uh-huh. two children and I've written books that um, are in the process of being published. So um, okay. So I, I've yeah, that's yeah. You're almost done with your. That's it. That's it. So I just well, need that book. You know, I must say I better get on that uh, planning my tree. Yes. So then you'll be done. I then I'll be done. So you go write that, finish that book. Yes. And I will go plant. That's it. I love that. (laughs) And 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 that's it. And we'll keep spreading that message. (laughs) That's right. I do love that. The three. Yes. All right. Well, it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure, and I am gonna keep chatting with you. So you'll definitely be back on our podcast because there's so much more we can dive into and i feel like this hour was truly not enough it went this, by so right? fast so i can't deal it did i thank you thank you so much for for being on we do appreciate you and all your work thank you for valorizing right. my um, 
my opinions. I really appreciate you. And thank you for the platform. Oh, yeah. um, we need, we need it. We need you. And um, oh, thank yeah, you. Absolutely. Thank you. I did hear a little voice that said that this was needed and I, and I listened. That's it. So yes. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And for my listeners, remember, you are the most imp- important person in your life. Stay well. Sending you all of my love. Please don't forget to subscribe and share with your tribe. We love you all so much. Thank you.